0: On this week's Bet the Process podcast, it's our long away to return. We're sorry, but there was a lot of shit going on in the world that we didn't want to intersect with. And we're back, though, this week with the reopening of sports. We bring back one of our good friends, one of our favorite touts, the sports cheetah. So he will join us as always, and we talk reopening of sports our soul-searching that we've done in our lives during COVID, and all sorts of other things. So with that, let's start the
1: process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet. Bet the process.
2: Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not the typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for pics, you're in the wrong place. Find a town with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey body rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. The bottom. Line...
0: Welcome to a very special edition of the Bet the Process podcast um it's we haven't recorded for a while which is Three weeks. a lot of shit's happened in the world and last year last week we didn't feel like it was appropriate to do a podcast i'm not sure but um today because sports is kind of like starting again we thought it'd be fun to bring back our favorite quarantined mormon better um <laughs> who has a long beard who's on espn who tangentially know Doug Kazarian, and who recently moved, and Preston, you're that person. I so am. Welcome. How's
2: it going, everybody?
1: Good. Rufus, um, you're in Maine. I'm in Maine. I drove up today, played some golf. That's where I am. Nice. What'd you shoot? I shot an 84. My brother beat me by one stroke, so I had to pay for dinner. He chipped in on the last hole to beat me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Do you play I mean,
0: nine that, or 18 holes? For the <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the a just it was actually a par seven, of course, though. Uh,
0: but,
1: so uh,
0: I'm not really improving so my handicap it? with that. But Wasn't really your best. But who wants to improve their handicap when you cannot?
1: Well, that's, that's a fair point. So wait, Preston, where are you right now?
2: You moved. where did you move to? I know you moved out of Vegas. Are you back? Are you in LA? Yeah, I'm near Los Angeles. We're just crashing at my parents' house right now, actually, for a couple more weeks until we buy and in, move into our new home, which will be in, uh, wait, did San... you
0: buy a place or did you rent a place?
2: Neither you said yeah. buy. We're, you know we're ho- buy. we're hoping to eventually. And before my daughter starts kindergarten, so nothing is official. We took the last few months off from even looking to buy just because everything's that's going on. We are like, well, the market's probably, the housing market's probably not going to sky high on us. So we've been waiting it out, but, uh, anyway, yeah. Bailed from Vegas. Just, Crashing here until we find the house we want and then we'll uh, move in permanently.
0: That is kind of great. So um, why did you leave Vegas? And does what someone asked me, they're like, I heard Preston move from Vegas. Does that mean it's gonna be harder for him to get down? So how do you think about that? (laughs) Or you just now become a media darling like Rufus is? you don't care about the Uh, don't don't
2: even I don't even need action anymore no the last like three months would prove that incorrect uh I I still need action but the I've had a few people ask ultimately I mean I work with enough people uh that I, I bet with and stuff that they can get down around the country where it's legal or around the world where it's legal um anyways hopefully it's legal in California in two or three years I don't know if it will be or not but I'll be back and forth a lot too I'll be in Vegas pretty often and um, but yeah, not a necessity for me to be there to to get down.
1: You have so do network. You that network. Do you
0: think the coronavirus has made it the um, proliferation of legalized sports betting state by state like quicker to happen? Or hmm. I have a I think the answer is pretty easy. Like if I mean, if it's states, are gonna yeah. states are going to need money. States are going to need money, and like this is the money grab. And then also like the like even like a place like. Illinois is now relaxing the whole notion of like in-person because of coronavirus. So I think it's generally once sports start again, presuming they don't have to stop again, it's ultimately going to be good for sports betting. For yeah.
1: sure. But it makes I mean, sense. Let's be honest, though. Like the amount of revenue states get from sports betting is not going to be that high. Don't I, tell them that. They don't I mean, need to know that. What, what, they, need what to they believe they're going to get a lot of revenue from it, Rufus. If they want the money, they it, they should be looking at the iCasino stuff. That's where that's where the revenue really is. Yeah, but you don't online make any slot money from machines. Do you? Okay, think about this. I don't, but states could. You make a lot of money think, from think online bingo poker, right? Think about how much. Of course, that's yeah. But think about how much. Money casinos earn from slot machines relative to sports betting. Sports betting is like sports books are like a lost leader. I mean, it stands to reason that that online slot machines would be the same thing. But and there has been some carryover. Like Captain Jack was telling me that once DraftKings lost it launched their iCasino, they had like three games and like the whole New Jersey, you know, iCasino handle went up like eighty percent or something. So there's some crossover, but I think. I think the point is states want money wherever they can get it, and that's going to be – sports betting is one of those things.
0: Yeah, I think so. Preston, how have you been spending your time during quarantine? Like, have you been betting Korean baseball? Because if you you have been, you're a little bitch because you've been holding out on me because I really – you don't send us any (laughs) plays anymore.
2: (laughs) I I did a a little bit on my own and then just didn't bother with it for the last – month or so to someone else that's originating i'm getting pieces of some uh bets in that but i haven't they, they move the market so much too that it's almost pointless what, to, it, what is the market what are, like? what are limits yeah what are yeah. limits on that isn't so, it's it. really interesting so i think they usually will open up like i don't know on the east coast maybe early afternoon and a limit like offshore say at chris will be just like 250 bucks and then the pph sites will start going up and it'll slowly maneuver but if you're betting at say like 10 p.m pacific time a couple hours before the games start um you can get down like three grand at chris on a on a side 2k on a total um is pretty standard um some of the games for certain reasons i'm not sure why are five grand um on side so you can, I mean, can get or down. Maybe those it, are the games right that are
0: on like ESPN or something. Maybe
2: they're the national TV ones. I haven't actually followed, so that that would make sense because yeah, it's an occasional like Friday night games. I think are are that case. But uh, no, I haven't really been betting. I'm seriously, I haven't followed it much. And, yeah, I apologize what, what, if you're some, now. We, do you think?
1: What, wait, you, Preston, hold on, Preston. Do you think sure. those limits are higher just because you know they, those those markets can be monitored more by traders and stuff, and just because there's nothing else going on, and and they're willing to take that volume? I mean, because yeah. obviously without with when major league baseball's in session. I'm sure there still is KBO betting, but I'm sure the limits are like $250 at like the biggest sites, right?
2: Let me ask you this, if if the market was open for like 15 hours for say NFL player props, do you think it would be beat down 12 hours into it enough that they would offer player props at that point for like 2 or 3,000? Cuz I think that's um, also playing at least some part of the role is that the market yeah. is, is getting hit every which way for a good amount of time that you know it's mature at least at that point
1: that's a fair point there are more people betting it whereas normally they're not getting the same price discovery in the kpo but right with so the thing with player props is a lot of these books aren't even moving action because they you know they'll take sharp action on an under and they still know that the public is going to hit the over and so they don't want to move it and
2: what and instead of making a sharp line they're just going to limit winners right Yeah. No, that's a fair point. Probably not a perfect analogy, but I think part of it is the price discovery. And then also that they are probably keying in on it more just because they can, you know, and nothing, I don't know anything else that you can bet right now, at least at that amount. I know table tennis is going on, but that's like a hundred bucks or something.
0: Yeah. But like, it's interesting that none of us three have like felt the need to bet any of these games and is the biggest reason that you guys don't think that you could get an edge is the biggest reason, like, like maybe it's great to just take a little bit of break. Like none of us have ever taken a break like this before. And it's like kind of a natural way to do it. And like, like the further we got into quarantine, it was like, I didn't necessarily need action or a sweat. Like <laughs> I was kind of fine. And like you sent out like a, a pick on like a Taiwanese basketball game. I remember my finding myself and being like, No, I kinda just don't even want to bet. Like I don't need to sweat. (laughs) I don't need to like figure out how I can track this game. Like early on I bet like a couple horse races and Uh I couldn't even like I thought I was betting races that I could at least watch on like on like uh one of those like race horse racing channels and like I couldn't even figure out how to watch it or how to even like to the point where I couldn't even figure out whether I won. I had to keep refreshing my account to see whether I won and, and I and like then good part of the story is I did win. And I was kind of like, okay, this is a moment where I'm just like, take my winnings and leave. But it's, it's been interesting. I think, you know, like we cover on this show, I think a lot of like the interesting psyche and psychology of sports betters. I never thought there would be a point in my life again, where I went like, I don't know what 70, 80 days without a legitimate sweat
2: yeah that's right it's like the rufus approach like this rufus has he bets so much action he's not sweating it it's like the, it's the sheer opposite of you and i really or maybe i'm more in the middle a little bit but um he'll bet stuff and just not even follow it and then you just do accounting after the fact and i'm definitely not to that point at all yet
1: i mean, you know you and i have kind of really i don't think it's it's like getting to that point i think everybody does it differently well, and, see
0: the different here's the main difference between Preston between you and me sorry Between me and you and Rufus, here's the difference. You and I, like our like level of sweating when we're getting crushed goes up a lot, right? (laughs) Like we just sweat everything. We like to bitch about everything. Rufus, when he loses, just decides to go play golf for the day and leave his phone at home because he just like, is that Zen about things where he's like, no, I don't want it to bother me. I know it'll turn around. Like well, you it's, and I it's not like that I we're know like, it's going to turn around, Jack. hell has yeah. got a vent.
2: What? Yeah. It's why are they
0: going I, for a field goal here? It doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> I may not know it's going to turn around, but it's just like I don't want to be if surrounded I had a, by all the negativity.
0: If I had a dollar for every time Preston has sent me a text bitching about some college kid that missed a free throw, <laughs> I'd probably have like $1,000. Yeah, probably $1,000. And
2: that's just one tournament in March. <laughs>
0: That was the one <laughs> it's, I mean, it's the best shit ever. Um, so, okay. So we, none of us have really been betting.
1: Wait, I mean, wait, not, we had, we had golf last for two, two weeks ago, week and a half ago. I don't know. Tiger, if you, I mean the tiger Phil thing. We had the tiger Phil thing, which was, which was super entertaining. And I did something Jeff that you would say is, is unlike me and that I basically used my intuition without a model and said, this is, oh, good price, I'm going to bet it. Yeah on
0: no i mean i think that was that was legitimately i think you were smart on that like you and i both bet tiger sorry you and i both bet phil and brady and honestly like clearly tiger and phil a tiger and uh were the right side because of i think people who had watched practice rounds knew that Peyton was much better than than brady and that was going to be probably a pretty big difference and i think that's why the price was as big as it was So, I mean, but honestly, like I, I, I like watched probably seven of the eight, seven of the 18 holes and it wasn't because I didn't want to watch it, but like, it was like a beautiful day. And like my days of like, I I, like wonder, do you guys think that your behavior is going to change when sports comes back? Or do you think that like, once sports comes back, we'll all be, go back to the same degenerates we were before.
2: I think my behavior will change and I haven't really, I wish you had asked me that like 10 minutes before we hit record, I could at least like think about why I feel like very strongly that my behavior will change. Maybe it's just a culmination of everything going on worldwide, a culmination of like, since Kobe's passing me just kind of like thinking about family first and like moving down to Southern California, family first. Um, So I think I'm kind of slowly, I think I'm heading that direction or was anyways. Uh, And so to have this break and I was mentioning to you guys prior Like, I was pretty exhausted from going from needing to do, for me to be valuable, for example, to ESPN and to do a show. I still have to put in, like, the 60-plus hours of work per week that I would normally be doing, and then I'm, you know, on TV now five days a week, and they're having me do articles, and there's a lot of studio time and prep time and talking with producers, and lines are constantly moving during the day for baseball and basketball. Like, I was pretty exhausted, so it's unfortunate circumstances, but I needed the break, and I think kind of reprioritizing to some degree how much time I was spending. It might even just be sweating games um, that I can just spend with family. I think I'll definitely be at least meeting somewhere in the middle to where I was pre break or say 2019 and prior to, you know, going forward.
1: I I, I like what you said there. Um, So my, so my uncle um, back, well, he, my uncle had apparently um, told my mother a long time ago that if he ever was sick and like had like a year to live, he just want to play golf every day. And, and sadly he, uh, he actually ended up having brain cancer and he was not able to play golf, unfortunately. But like, if you think about, um, I mean, I think if you think about things that way, you know, time is a valuable, time is a valuable resource. And I mean, I feel like we've all had a chance to sort of step back from the everyday grind, which, I mean, it's kind of funny. You can look up, I mean, you're grinding and you look up and it's been like five years have gone by and you've just been basically grinding at this one thing. Um, (laughs) you know, I mean, at least in my case. Uh, and so I think it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a nice, it's kind of a, it's a chance to sort of self-assess and to figure out what's important to you. And I think for me, um, I haven't changed a lot but i mean i do know the things that i enjoy and and i think um obviously kobe's death and like a lot of the stuff going on in the world right now kind of make you uh sort of think hard about your priorities
0: yeah i mean honestly i don't i don't really know like i i remember at the beginning of all of this i was like i mean Preston and i legitimately bet really like the last real bet we could have made which was like a second half over of oh, yeah. a Washington state, like Oregon something or the other game, which our model popped as an overwinner, like and, and Preston like, you know, tweeted out about it. And we kind of made that joke. And then we I don't think we had any idea how long this was gonna last for. Yeah. And like the crazy thing is, like I don't I don't miss the sweat at all. Like I, I really don't. And like I wonder I mean, we say all of this, right?
2: And like, why? Let, let me just throw it back at you. Why don't Why don't you think you miss it?
0: I guess I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I mean, I. I. I so I've been like during quarantine. I th- think about all the things I did. One, I took a new job, so I'm like super busy with that. Um, you know, my kids are getting a little bit older, so it's like more fun to spend time with them than it used to be. I've been playing a lot of, and you can give me like super nerd alert, but I've been playing a, a lot of online katan with my friends. So like, we'll play like. Caton on the ipad and we'll zoom with each other i've played a little bit of online poker with my friends and it's just like it's fun to connect with people socially maybe we'll go to a point when games come back where we'll start to like zoom together and watch games and that would actually be pretty fun because like you know preston and i during like when things are busy we will like text each other for you know at the end of a game will that we're sweating as if we're like in a chat room together. And so, (laughs) you know, I, I mean, I think I, maybe we take that to us with sports. I mean, I find it hard to believe when then real legitimate sports are back going on that we aren't going to want to have some action on them. And then we are not going to want to like, you know, look for edges and just the things that we do. Right. Like it's just hard to believe that we won't want to do that. And so, but again, like, I find that I miss it a lot less than I thought I would. And I think part of it is because we were forced to break a habit, right? Like it's really hard to break a habit, like without being forced to do it, right? It, we like cold
2: turkey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We yeah. basically went to rehab, right? <laughs> where we were forced to to break a habit and like, you know, we were just, there was no choice, right? And it's, it's just, it's just funny to think about like the first couple of days were tough and then the more, the more it went on, it was tough and like, I remember that effing golf tournament, right? We had, I had uh, uh, Matsuyama to, to win, and after that first day, he was up by I don't even know how many strokes, and then they canceled the thing. And I remember like, being really upset about that, but then like now I'm just like, I don't know. Who cares? So it's, yeah. it is pretty fascinating. Well, luckily we have golf
1: back this week but I, I remember
0: hey, I was going to say
1: something else before in terms of priorities. And I remember, um, uh, this guy I worked with at LVSC, a good friend, uh, Jason Bean, um, unfortunately passed away back in 2014 from brain cancer, but he, when he, and he had had, um, brain cancer 10 years before that. And when he was in the hospital, he was still getting people to go bet games for him. Like when, and at the point when he, like he, he just loved it so much. So I mean, I think that there's I'm not saying it's a bad thing to 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 love the sweat and love betting,
0: right? I mean, it's it's fun to definitely have a sweat from time to time. And I think it'll be fun to have it back. So
1: like all Louis that Jack, being said, it's 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 not about I mean, it's obviously, you know, Preston and I this is how we make our living, but it's I mean, I wouldn't say it's about the money though, right? I mean I don't know about you, Preston, but did you, did you decide, Hey, I'm going to be a sports better because I think that's how I can make the most money.
2: No, it's definitely like the part of it's ego and like trying to beat the sports book. And it's just a game. It's a puzzle. Like he mentioned playing online Catan. Like I played that game in high school every week with friends and we would play access and allies. We'd play a cool game called diplomacy. It started with risk when I was like even younger than that stratego before that, like I've always in chess, right? Like I've always wanted to try to, and then poker eventually as I got older and then I transitioned from poker to, to betting but yeah it's always been the competition I think combined with you can win money with it um, but I never yet yeah, initially when I started betting considered how much you could potentially make as being the reason I would do it it was more just kind of a hobby passion that turned into this so um, yeah it's interesting outlook to, to think of it that way.
1: I think the best betters are the people that are really good at games and puzzles and things like that. And I think that the people that are doing it for that reason, and because you're doing it for that reason, because you enjoy it, you end up working that much harder. Yeah. I think it's good.
0: All right. Enough of like the soft, gentle side of (laughs) our feelings and whatnot. Like we're turning into like a bunch of libs talking about this shit. Let's talk a little bit about um, golf coming back. Rufus. Are you betting this yes. weekend? Yes, sir. You've said before that like one of the biggest things is how people's recent performance has trended. So now no one has a recent performance, right? So, like where are your edges to come, do you believe? And are there some real edges? I mean, they're probably all gone because you've bet them. But like are there some real edges going into this tournament?
1: I thought so. I mean, uh, Jeff, you have a point. I mean, recency does matter a lot in golf and the most recent quote professional data aside from many tours is back in the beginning of March with one round of the players. So, um, there's not a lot to go with there or, um, go on, but you know, it, I I still think, uh, I think people are going to buy into a little uh, narratives. I mean, I've heard from people that are close to golfers that so-and-so is, playing really well. And this other guy is playing really well. And it's
0: always the these who's guys are and who's playing really guy? well.
1: I've heard <laughs> from different people that like Scotty Scheffler is playing lights out that, you know, Ryan Palmer is shot a 64 at colonial where he's a member, um, you know, last <laughs> week. And he doesn't have to deal with the distraction of getting tickets for friends and family. Like he does it when normally when the, you know, at that tournament. So um, he's going to be able to be a little looser. You know, I mean, there's all these narratives, and um, like Corey Connors is playing with a bunch of professionals and like kicking their butts. Like, I mean, you you hear you hear these narratives, and it's hard to figure out what to what to buy into and what to not buy into. Um, so it's the kind of thing where if I'm getting market res like it's the kind of week where if I'm getting market resistance on something, if I'm betting something and something somebody's betting it back, um, I'm probably going to. Not try to pile onto that one because I know that there's a lot of information out there that I don't have. But still, uh, this is hard information to quantify, right? And I think, you know, most people have an incomplete picture. They they know even the the quote information guys. You know, they have their caddy that gives them information about such and such a guy. They don't know the entire picture, Um, and so it's hard to really compare.
0: Okay, so all that being said. What are you what are you going to bet on this week?
1: <laughs> um I so you know I bet on matchups. I bet on outrights, top 5, 10, 20, 30, 40s. No, but like who were the
0: who are, the, are, we, are you going to bet on Ryan Palmer? Or are no. you going to bet on Scotty Scheffler?
1: And I actually I don't I don't like Scheffler either. I mean despite the fact that I think he's a great like very good golfer, but I, I'm not high on him this week.
0: I'm literally logging on to Chris for the first like, time. since I, like, I bet um, on I like Morikawa a lot. More Oh, everyone loves him yeah he's he's my hero he's my favorite person why
1: do you like him so much um i just think he's he's a very good golfer he's a top golfer and uh on this particular course at colonial driving distance is not important at all really um it's what's what's your true line
0: are you saying because he's asian he can't
1: hit the ball far well i have him as yeah i mean he (laughs) relative to the other guys on tour he doesn't hit the ball very far what's your true um, line but he's more accurate and in accuracy uh yeah is a lot we of- all want to know if there's there's yeah. value here. what's your true <laughs> I, line I got, stop i got chris up right oh, now okay 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 um true line on Murikawa, which one to win yeah uh i have him at well, i have to go through i have all these markets up here there's
0: no way you've already hammered this there's no way he's he's plus two thirty one to one I'm yeah. 31 to 1 to yeah, 1. Yeah, he's lower than that now. You already you already bet him. Lower than
1: 31 to 1? I made it I was 28. Yeah. I was able to get him at 50 to 1. I 45. Nice. Right.
0: You already bet him. This is why you're useless as a podcast host. No, <laughs> Cuz you like literally honest? provide no value. No,
1: if 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 anybody like logs You can on shop some around books, yeah. especially hey, in the United so what's, States. What's the what's these the reason US that books, Hey, they're not moving Rufus, the lines.
0: Rufus, what's the reason that DJ is such a long shot in this in this
1: tournament? Um, so DJ gains a lot from his distance off the tee. And basically that advantage is neutralized here a little bit. Uh, what about it's a, Rory? It's a you know, Rory has a lot
0: of, Rory's got a lot of distance and doesn't Rom have a lot of distance? It seems like the the two favorites are both big hitters also.
1: They are. Um, the difference though is that while Rory and Rom are both long, they're both also very accurate off the tee. Well, Rom is very accurate. Rory is still fairly accurate. How about, how about
0: this? Um, yeah. How about this? Kepka. How about this? Kepka, who is legitimately the guy that, like, doesn't play forever and then plays again,
1: shouldn't he be good in this? Well, no. I mean, he hates golf, so why would he be practicing so hard, like, during the break? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, he never practices, right? So, so he'll be good when he doesn't practice?
0: But that's the thing; they always say he never practices. So if you like, if everyone doesn't practice, shouldn't he be good?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, he's so used to y- it. You know what's yeah. interesting is that there, there is like one thing that I thought about looking into um, was basically how players play after long layoffs in general. But if you look at that, you're largely going to get injury stuff. But I mean, I I have found in the past that how players play early in the season does have some predictive value. I mean, there are guys like Charles Howell that are just grinders from what I've like heard. The guy like takes five days off a year. He's just, you know, he's grinding it out. And so he ends up playing. uh, He doesn't take these breaks in December. And so he plays better in January. So whereas every like, and it's not that he's better in January than, than he is in July. It's just that he's better relative to other players because they're not at their peak. So I mean, if if you the question is, do you think that sort of the guys that that take more time off in December or sort of are bad after that layoff in the off season are going to be bad after this layoff?
0: I don't know. I mean, honestly, like I I just I have no idea what to do with this, but I feel <laughs> we just spent the last like thirty minutes talking about how none of us need action, <laughs> but I just feel like I want to bet on it.
1: <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. Like, you're right. There's a lot I don't know, but at the same time, certain guys, like, I mean, I'm finding some markets with 60 plus percent edges for some of these like outright top 10, top 20 type things. And, and you know what? Oh really? Do you my, tell my Rufus- numbers can be wrong. Okay. Bronson Burgoon. Um, I got him at, I mean, I I don't think he has a very big shot of winning. Um, But let's see, I have him at, I make him 438 to one to win, but I was able to bet him at 750 to one, you know, I I make him 60.6 to win or 60.6 to one for a top five. And I was able to get that at a hundred, you know, there's, there are markets out there um, where, you know, guys, I think are, are definitely underpriced and especially guys that I feel like fit discourse pretty well that aren't like long drivers guys like brian stewart like bud Cauley, those guys
0: how about how about morikawa in his matchup and i'm guessing this is a shitty value at this point because you probably bet it against lowry he's minus 190 what do you have that priced at
2: against lowry
1: i thought he was yeah
2: hold on i'm 30-1 by the way thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) what'd you bet him at I like literally don't even remember the, the, the password system of my sites right now.
2: <laughs> Got to pull out the document. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't even know if I have that. Hopefully it's still saved in my...
2: You made a good point, though. We talked about that for a while. And then it, as soon as you started talking, I had some sites up and I was asking what the true line was. So I guess that's the the ultimate answer there. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, right? I, I kind of love that that we're doing this. It just kind of like makes me happy right now. <laughs> Like after all that was said and done, we were like, Oh yeah, none of us would ever, we're fine. Not betting anymore. We're all like, all right. So (laughs) yeah,
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't have that price right in front of me. It's apparently like I spent some time writing these like scrapers to sort of scrape um, in this time off um, scrapers to scrape these markets and sort of automatically pull this and integrate it with my Sims and price all this stuff out for some different books. And somehow um, it's not, it's not all the way organized yet. Obviously the first week is, Never going to be perfect, um, and so right now it's in some Google Docs, and eventually it's going to be on my front end of where I display all my stuff for me nice. in my. Traders. I'm all in on Morikawa, by the way, so we're good. Well, good. here's the question: Do you have any intel? So this is what I want to know. So I have the number stuff. I want to know if, if you guys have some intel on players. That's that's more which, that's more like a cheetah
0: thing. Cheetah always has intel of some sort. Yeah,
2: the best intel I've ever got when it came to golf came from you guys. So, uh, I can't, I'm not the person to ask about golf until at all.
0: That was the funniest thing. It was like the most fortuitous thing that Rufus was staying at my house that day.
1: We're not talking about that though. I know, but we will
0: just say that hypothetically no. speaking, we found out that some golfer was sick. <laughs> and anyways, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's move on. Um, so how are you guys prepping for the return of sports? Rufus hates basketball, so he's not going to be betting NBA. But Cheetah, on the other hand, loves basketball, so he'll definitely be betting the NBA. So what are you thinking? What are you, what's going to happen in your life?
2: So I'm, I'm not going to probably change much in the sense of the like, game-to-game stuff right off of the bat. People were asking about that. There's probably not going to be much of a home court advantage, but they are also still nothing official Trying to propose where higher seeds come playoff time stay in the ch- hotels of their choice because there's such a discrepancy in the luxuriousness of different hotels there. That is uh, amazing. So, yeah, that's so, like, amazing. The, you, the you pick seed. your hotel rooms and you pick the other teams' hotel rooms. It's, it's like a draft, fantastic. essentially. Yeah, so that would like be the version of home court in NBA playoffs, but they're doing that eight games of regular season prior, and ultimately, I'm just gonna go with my. You know, I have a player model that I use. For, Put out projections. I'm just going to trust them. There won't be a home court advantage and and just roll like that. The one thing that did, uh, someone actually asked me about it a few weeks ago that at least interests me to some degree is, you, and Jeff's talked about it on your podcast before with those NBA post All Star break first quarter unders. He asked, you know, is this like a similar thing? Like, are you going to look at it? And it it's, it's interesting because these guys haven't really played real basketball games for what will be almost four and a half months by the time that they play in one. And it kind of mirrors the All Star break in the sense that when other time parts of the year when they have four months off, they still have a preseason before the regular season hits, right? So they're playing games, they're up and down. They've been practicing in normal situations and circumstances prior. Uh, this will be less of that, but also the All Star breaks a little bit unique in that these guys really, unless you're participating in the All Star game itself you're like taking a vacation. You're not even doing shoot around. You're not looking at film. You're not even doing walkthroughs until the day of the game. And they extended that all-star break. And those first quarter unders have hit pretty regularly. So uh, the question is, do I bet first quarter unders and the first games back of that eight game regular season? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to or not yet, but uh, it's at least interesting to consider the, 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 I guess, relevancy there.
0: How about NBA futures? Have you looked at those at all? And, or is there anything that interests you?
2: I saw it, Chris. That uh, the Rockets are still like over sixteen to one to win it all. Um, You can get them to win the West at like I think it was nine fifty, and then most places though are like eight to one range. But regardless, I have them winning the West sixteen percent of the time, which is like plus five twenty five. So I think when you're, what did you say that true price was? Hold on, I'm getting my computer. uh, (laughs) I was sixteen percent. So I think five twenty five is close. You can you can tell me if we're wrong. It could be wrong. Um, the Rockets are
0: plus is are fifteen plus fifteen hundred to win it all on um, the uh, on Chris.
2: Yeah, the sixteen percent was to win the West. Let me. I can pull up uh, where I had their their total NBA Finals. But I, I, I when I did the comparison recently for something else, uh, I had more value on the West itself. Um, but let's see. It's uh, it's eight percent to win it all.
1: It so is. This, I don't know, have you found, like, at least for NFL futures for me and stuff, I've, I've found oftentimes conference ones have a little more value.
2: Yeah, no, I, I've seen that pretty regularly in the NFL, I feel like, especially. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you there. And the thing, the real, the angle is outside of the Lakers and Clippers and Bucks probably just being slightly overvalued as a whole, these, all three of those teams would have been higher seeds than the Rockets, and I really don't think there's another team in the NBA outside of the Rockets that can pull it off. They are starting equipped personnel-wise, uh, stylistically-wise. You know, they play such a high-variance game, and then they even, you know, double down on it by going super small with P.J. Tucker at center, opening up the lane for Russell Westbrook. They're shooting 53s a game. Like, that's what I want if I'm going to be taking a 16-to-1 shot, right? And now the Lakers won't really have home court. The Bucks aren't going to have a home court if it came to the finals. And these are teams the Rockets would be playing from behind, you know, with only potentially three games in Houston. Uh, now it's all neutral. So that's the one team that kind of sticks out as – I think if someone's going to kind of surprise because of all of the circumstances, they just get hot. Not to mention everyone you know, rags on James Harden for looking exhausted in the playoffs because he carries his team all season. Now he just had this break. I mean, he actually might be finally plays well in the playoffs. And if that's the case, you know, then I think they'll have a, a legitimate shot.
1: I'm in. I'm in on the Rockets. I like Beautiful. that. Preston, um, have you, um, or Jeff, have you guys looked at any NFL futures? Because I know those markets have been up for a little while
2: i i, think I bet some, season some, win totals and divisions and uh that's it but i, I haven't even bet a super bowl future yet but i bet season some, win totals and divisions some Ooh.
0: douchebag's been betting them and taking all the value out of them yeah <laughs> preston why would you do that
2: not me you're the one betting the ravens what, what was it 2500 to one to win zero to four games that was a really interesting bet what's your what's your true price on that
1: um like forty to one, no, forty to one, no, maybe. It's, it's no, four, no, 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 it wasn't forty one. Sorry, Jeff. I asked Jeff what he thought it should have been, and he said like uh, twenty okay. to one or forty like one, like four hundred one. It was in the two hundred to four hundred one
0: Well, I mean, I was like skewing myself because I knew which way they do the answer. Well, I, I kind of knew the answer, but like I didn't know the exact answer.
1: What I found interesting is, so so when I when I worked at LVSC, I remember re- reading like the stanford it was either the stanford wong or the king Yao sports betting book like the sharp sports betting do you know what i'm talking about either you yep, yeah, yeah like, what you're
2: referencing yeah.
1: right and and they talked about like modeling out season win totals using the binomial distribution where you basically say okay if a team let's say we have a team that um we expect to win eight games that's their mean like so we'll just base we Plug it into a binomial distribution and basically say, okay, if, if they had a fifty percent chance of winning every game, what does that true distribution of win totals looks like? Look like so you can figure out how to value like each win, and that's why you generally see a half a win for like on these win totals is worth quite a lot. Um, but the one thing that that doesn't really consider is the fact that uh, you know you're considering that you know that that team is going to be fifty percent to win every game and that is unchanged. Um, and obviously, they're pl- in reality, they're going to be playing better and worse teams, so it's going to go up and down. But at the same time, it is not factoring in the chance that you could be wrong about a team's quality. A team's quality changes. You know, you know uh, Patrick Mahomes gets injured. Chad Henney's – if Chad Henney's playing, the Chiefs are going to be worse, right? If Lamar Jackson gets injured and RG3 is playing, Ravens are going to be worse. And so basically, once you factor that – Chad
0: Henney is, in, the backup, is the backup on the Chiefs? I was just
2: going to ask Believe you, Jeff, it or not, Jeff over, under which se- over under which season was the last time Chad Henney threw a pass in the NFL? I was just going to ask you that. I looked it up. Because there's no way he's got to – he's not the backup, right? It can't be. I think he is, isn't he? <laughs> he, he, he
1: I think he is the backup.
2: He, had, he didn't they had throw Matt a pass Moore. the they last had to two sign seasons. Matt, he was injured last year, but they still think no, it I up. think Rufus is right. He is the yeah. backup. He hasn't thrown a pass since 2018 but um, it, it shows that, that he did, that wasn't on years. a roster in 2019 that's not
1: that many years but basically i figured out that some of these Wait, who who is pricey? the guy that
0: who is the guy that brady that brady backed up that oh drew henson
1: like brady? i think no, of chad no, Henson. Drew,
0: drew henson at michigan
1: oh oh in michigan in college yeah who, yeah who then played for the cowboys Drew henson the the baseball football player right
0: Right, but he was the guy from Michigan that was the reason that Brady ended up being what a sixth round draft pick. Chad Henney. So who's gonna be who will be the best Michigan quarterback to ever play in the NFL?
1: Jim Harbaugh? Did Jim I mean, Harbaugh? Yeah. I, I was gonna ask Cordon, Jim Harbaugh Cordon. actually go to Michigan. Did he go to Michigan? I'm like, I know he coaches
2: there, but are you that against Brady now? You just you're just completely sealing up. No, Jeff.
0: Oh no, I, I forgot he went to Michigan. I was thinking about like all the under- I,
2: I, I thought it was like a dig at Brady for leaving the Patriots and I was like no, wow no,
0: it was literally like I forgot for a minute, even though I just said that he played for played for Michigan, that was like a it was like a senior moment. I'm I'm almost fifty, so it was a senior moment. So RP
2: card in the mail yet? To follow up on his point though, you're basically like your Ravens bet, for example, is like the like you're getting to parlay that potential of just a you know, the market being wrong or an injury before it happens. Cause if you were to like roll over a parlay and the market's adjusting week to week, you yeah. wouldn't get nearly the odds as no. you would before. And so now you're getting, you know, 2,500 to one. When if Lamar Jackson gets hurt or the Ravens just stink and the market's adjusted three to four weeks in, you're way, way ahead of schedule then at that point.
1: Right. And I but think so a here, lot of, so wait, I, I think a lot of systems when they run these simulations or whatever, aren't, I mean, and I, I don't know this, maybe they are, but, but, Aren't, aren't factoring in the possibility of a team, like the dynamic uncertainty of the team, the fact that they can get better or worse. And so what we've done with Massey Peabody stuff is basically modeled out the change in our rating from week to week. And how. And so as a result, basically, you know, you could have a team, we could say, okay, in week one, wait, who did the Ravens play in week one? The Browns? Couldn't tell you. I can't remember. Um, let's say they win by 21 and they were favored to win by six. So they exceeded their expectation by 15. And then we say, okay, well, well, their rating is probably going to improve, but it won't necessarily improve. Maybe they won the turnover battle by, like, five. Um, so there's so, there's sort of um, – so I sample from that distribution there. So basically, you end up getting the team – like, the Ravens could end up being a, quote, true, like, eight-win team um, or a true six-win team, or they could be a true 11-and-a-half-win team, which is where I think they're lined, um, or or higher. So, I mean, personally – um, I think that the sort of uncertainty in some of these markets is mispriced, um, and there were some certainly some opportunities, um, and I, I'm sure there will continue to be opportunities in those types of things because I think people don't um, consider, well, I mean these sort of black swan events. Um, and people honestly, just don't
0: understand how to value tails, right? Especially right. in a situ- and especially in a situation where really big tail, really big black swan events can create an enormous change
1: and i'm going to be honest a like having a running quarterback get
2: injured does not seem like a really big black swan tail event right that's not even that much of one especially like if you're playing the like martingale system right he's been so healthy in every game he's played so far lamar jackson's due right lamar jackson well yeah he he has
1: like he missed one game his freshman year of college like that's it right he's his injury history is like which is it's pretty wild pretty, yeah it's pretty impressive i mean but they're also i mean uh, so here's a question for both of you guys who is more likely to get
2: injured this season lamar jackson or carson Wentz? Hmm. i mean i i would guess the answer is carson wentz based on history
1: oh i would like, totally think you carson, carson wentz, there's, there's a lot of
2: ways there's play. a lot of ways to get injured but right? some people are fragile there's
0: not, there's not just running and getting hit running which is everyone's thinking about lamar jackson like you can get injured because it's not fragile right like if you have an injury that is could be a chronic injury which it seems like some of Carson Wentz's injuries are right he's just like Carson Wentz seems like an old
1: man like with some of his injuries uh, fine what about Josh Allen then Josh Allen versus uh mm. like i think Josh Allen's more likely than Carson Wentz to be injured this year if you go back and look at his college career he that guy is like really injury prone and he's been lucky the last two years. He throws the ball very far. Okay, so Rufus, what do you make
0: the dolphins to win the AFC East?
1: Oh, you're making me like oh, no, because it's you know, very I, I need some like, like have time to like open up the other computer and
0: the AFC out. East is like it's very interesting because it's the first time the Patriots have not been favored to win the AFC East. And you you were like literally Preston, I probably had created a like um, black hole in my brain, like from Men in Black about Tom Brady, and so I've forgotten about him. And then you like reacted part of my brain, and so excellent. I'll, while, while Rufus is looking, I got up, it. I'm, I'm going to filibuster for a minute. Okay, fine. So what do you make the Dolphins? Plus nine fifty. Oh, they're plus nine hundred on Chris.
2: Well, so that's not a good bet.
0: Oh, it's okay. not. It's probably closer <laughs> that
2: it's closer than I would have guessed. Rufus was. I'll, I'll tell you, I would, would guess like. you were more like fourteen to one or something, truly.
1: Yeah, I like the Jets more, actually, for whatever reason. And the, first of all, this is the mass MVP because you rate, like Darnold,
0: probably.
2: Yeah, and, and also
1: this doesn't. Well, I, I like Darnold as a quarterback um, more than than um, Stidham. I almost called him Ryan Mallett. Freaking. <laughs> sec we're like backups. really for like the patriots but
0: we're but we're so rusty right now in terms of talking about sports
1: it's like do you how do you, like, do you have still,
0: your number
2: right? on uh, like, the like bills? with
1: hoyer with hoyer i would have the patriots better yeah i have the bills um let's
2: see 37.6 percent yeah so there's value if you could do like a bills versus field
1: but somewhere. i have the jets is 31 percent i have the jets and, and you can wow. get like eight to one on the jets which is yeah their defense is good and i honestly it's I'm very anti Patriots here. I have the page, like, it, like, it,
0: like literally all your anti Patriots is from
1: Stidham. So in, just right. Well, not all. Ex- it's also just. from the fact that defense is less predictive from year to year than offense. Rufus Patriots ex- so excel on defense. So much of your,
0: so much of your is coming. We've talked about this before. Your right, right. Model, I have Stidham
1: as if, the worst you, quarterback he, in the NFL. Had,
0: if he, if he had, if they had Andy Dalton in there, they'd be better. Much
1: better. Not just better, much okay, better. Okay, but let's what do we have to go on with Stidham? We have the fact that I'm not arguing, I'm not arguing fourth, Rufus, fourth Rufus. round pick. Hasn't played a game yet. Okay, Rufus, <laughs> like, I'm not ar- arguing expect? with you.
0: I'm not arguing with you on why on whether you're right or wrong. I'm just explaining this is a podcast called Bet the Process. No, I'm explaining to people why your numbers
1: are based on your process. And I'm explaining the process of why Stidham is so low. So the question is, should we give him a bump because Belichick believes in him? Honestly, probably yes, because it's just like guys that get recruited by Alabama suddenly that were two-star recruits suddenly become three-star recruits because the rating, you know, they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, we better, the rating services are like, we better take another look. Nick Saban likes him. Okay, so...
0: Next question, and this one is for Cheetah. What do you make the, like, Buccaneers situation, and, like, how good do you think Brady will actually be next year?
2: So, you know, I don't know if, like, I think most people may listening to this already know this, but, I mean, Jameis Winston, he led the entire NFL in passing yards. I think he was second in touchdowns to Lamar Jackson, but he threw, like, 30 interceptions. And... Their defense, I think, was criminally underrated. They were put in a ton of bad spots, but when you break down some of the underlying stuff, like they're really they were great, especially against the run. Um, it's they're set up, I think, just from what we saw last year to have a guy like Brady who would be the polar opposite of what Winston was as far as like controlling the football and taking care of it, uh, and just probably a smarter decision maker as a whole. As a whole. So, like, it's it set up for him to do it. But what is he going to be forty three by the time they start playing games? Like, eventually. There has to be some sort of decline there on top of the fact that it is a new system for him to some degree and new personnel and just a lot of new. Uh, I, I've i found their stuff to be priced fairly, though. I haven't bet anything against the Buccaneers like I was hoping or expecting. Uh, and so I've just kind of stayed away and can kind of just be a fan, I guess. Not a, not necessarily rooting for or against, but just a spectator. to see how they perform. But uh, yeah, no, no bets in, in Tampa Bay yet for me. So wait, Cheetah, who who have you bet for season one so far? Uh, I I pulled it up just in case we went through it. Yeah, I have the Cardinals under seven and a half minus 110. I have the Buffalo Bills under nine plus 115. And I have the Cowboys over nine and a half plus 100. Wow, over nine. Okay. Yeah, I have the Colts over eight and a half minus 120. The Chiefs under 12 minus 120. Under 12? Who had under 12? Uh, I think Caesar still has 12 if you haven't. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, uh,
2: They, I mean, they only took a thousand and it probably moved like 10 cents. So maybe, but you might still like 12 minus one thirty range.
1: I would love that.
2: I thought there was one more, I bet. Oh, Redskins over five plus 105.
1: So my Redskins will not be getting Trevor Lawrence next year, huh?
2: (laughs) I hope not. But for, I guess, long-term, they're just, they're pretty stacked youth-wise like 22 to 25 year olds defensively especially but I mean like what's his name McLaurin I think he graded out PFF whether you believe him or not or trust him and I think he was like the sixth or seventh best receiver in the entire league as a rookie and Dwayne Haskins was his you know quarterback most of the year Uh, Lawrence would actually be you'd be rooting for that as a fan for sure I think long term Um, but they're set up to be I think a little sneakier but like they were I think they're a three-win team that you look at some of the underlying stuff played more like a four win team. And I think, you know, they're going to be a win or two better with uh, Ron Rivera as the new coach. I mean, that's an upgrade probably in and of itself too. Um, So yeah, I kind of am bullish on Washington.
0: Okay. So we've covered NFL, we've covered NBA last thing. Let's just talk a minute about baseball. Do we have any idea what's going to happen with that? (laughs) And do you guys have any desire to bet on it? Like we're all like, slightly trepidatious baseball bettors these days does this make you more inclined to want to bet it or less
1: inclined i guess i'll start I yeah um zero inclination to bet it right now i mean
0: well there's no game special going on right now, right, so.
1: right i mean but if it comes back for the second half which uh who knows i mean first off the history if you like i actually wrote a paper in college on the, his, the anti on the reserve clause and the antitrust in baseball. It was for an, it was, it was for an American economic history course, I believe, or might've been American legal history. Those are both the courses I took and it relates to both, but, but if you know anything about history and baseball, then you know, that that labor issues are a ongoing, huge thing. And it, this does not seem to be a good one right now for baseball. Um, so personally, I don't know if we're, I don't, I think it's – I mean, I don't know if it's just posturing, but the sides seem pretty far apart, so we may very well not see any games and with nothing to do with COVID. But if we do, um, especially if it's in July, I'm definitely going to avoid it because I avoid all baseball betting in July.
0: (laughs) But it's not the same, Rufus, if they just started.
1: I know, Jeff. That was a joke.
0: Oh. You have zero sense of humor normally, so I didn't realize that was a joke.
1: Oh. Well, it's non zero now. <laughs> Cheetah. Nerd joke. Cheetah. I,
2: yes. Yeah, so like the last few years, like the biggest part of my baseball success and ROI that's been positive has just been betting on or against pitchers that just don't have MLB experience yet. So, and you kind of just have to trust like the limited data you have. Um,
0: it's sad. I don't remember that San Diego dude's name right now.
2: Chris Paddock, is that who you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah, he was he was great for a while early, uh, but re- regardless, that I kind of it seemed like the NBA first quarter unders thing after the All Star break. Like I had no historical data to say this should be an edge going forward. I'm just trying to get ahead of it, and so in theory, I should still be trusting my process of betting baseball the way I really have the last few seasons. Either way, um, but I'm kind of with Rufus on the grand grandiose scale. Like I'd be shocked if they're playing a season at this point um and then even if it is it's going to be shortened and then it'll be really interesting like with guys probably only going you know maybe four man rotations at, later in the season might it only be three man rotations um so that'll really change things up uh that'll be tough to kind of gauge game to game day to day week to week so uh yeah for now i haven't put a ton of work into trying to adjust anything just until we hear that there's at least going to be games
1: and then let- Could I really ask also- last question well, I, I, I want to ask Cheetah a question.
2: Sure. How, how do you manage to keep
1: up the so many sports? You never want to ask me a question.
2: Well, I, I don't. I, I really don't. I think people think I do more than I'll have action on other stuff that I just have. Like, I have someone that bet hockey all of last year that I just was like helping and backing. Um, but I, I only do NFL, college football, NBA, um, college basketball. And then I do baseball just usually through June and not even all of June. It's like mid June. And then I'll just start prepping for football again. See, so. It's really just NFL a thing. college football, NBA and college basketball and college basketball. And then like 25% of baseball, baseball. or maybe it's that's, third of, the third that's of it. That's five things right there. That's a lot to me. You do golf. You do, you do, uh, you do something else. You do though.
1: golf year round roof
2: golf year round. NFL, I feel like that's the most time football,
1: potentially baseball any- for most of the season. Generally that's four. All
0: right. We're going to wind this up. Okay. Thanks guys for joining us. This was fun. Um, we'll have to do this again soon. Good luck to you guys in your lives of no longer betting ever again, which it seems (laughs) like we're well on our path to after all of this conflicting conversation. So thanks listeners for joining us. Thanks Cheetah for joining us and thanks Rufus for. Theme my podcast host
2: is to break down the data analytically driven media coverage is birds camming is pathetic the bottom line is volatility down it seems like they don't get it puppets are about to and running off a ledge